Welcome to your wrestling hashtag morning hashtag wrestling hashtag talk show. This is Love Wrestling Sunday Brunch. My name is Zach Ralph. I am your host this week. And joining me is my good friend Lawrence Cartier. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Are you are you recovered from last night's game of blowing off stream? I am. I I know there's a conspiracy afoot. I was gonna <laughs> win that game of quit blash. Still finished in second, despite a power outage taking me out. It was a remarkable comeback in spite of the uh, the the woes of the power grid. How long were you out of power for? I mean, like, you jumped back into the game, so I guess it was, like, what, 20 minutes or so? Probably around, like, half an hour, yeah. It was, like, right a on. Whole, whole bunch of NDG. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Sorry, I'm just going to get the cat out of the way before he starts sabotaging things. Too early on, he's going to sit right here in my lap. Blasted Duck, thanks so much for tuning in. Who is stoked? For Raw tomorrow, I know the Edmonton contingent of Love Wrestling very much is a better part of the team is going to be attending uh, the the arena for Raw tomorrow, and uh, yeah, Blast Duck, I hope uh, I hope you're attending, and either way, I hope you're going to have a good time watching because again, WWE is just really laying the seeds for this uh, this White Rabbit character, and it you know the latest tease, which is probably just going to keep going further on, uh, drop GPS coordinates that suggest the arena uh, in which Raw will be airing this coming Monday. Lawrence, what's your take on the whole uh, White Rabbit stuff? Uh, the White Rabbit Spencer, clearly. <laughs> it's right in front of us the whole time. He's just been standing in front of the screen, casually doing bunny ears, eating carrots. <laughs> he has an affinity for carrots. I know it. The uh, absolute whole time. Yeah, the absolute whole time. Again, that would be great marketing for uh, for Love Pro Wrestling, especially with the we the event happening at the very end of the week. Yeah, uh, I, I I like it. Like, uh, it's really it's a lot of fun. It's great for the live audience because like how that's like song ramps up during commercial breaks. It gets people hyped when there's not much when there's nothing going on. Like keeps the crowd into it. And yeah, it, it's a fun little mystery that they. Yeah. The, I mean, like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm good. I mean, like, the writing is on the wall. It's wild, widely speculated that this will be signifying the return of Bray Wyatt. And, uh, you know, I'm absolutely down for that. Bray Wyatt is a hell of creative force, and he adds a lot to WWE programming. And, you know, he's been absent for the past year and some change. And, you know, a lot of people speculated, oh, he'll go to AEW. He'll go somewhere else. But... Frankly, I, I think like WWE is home to this character, this persona. I think it's going to be a better fit for him. And, you know, I am a big fan of the song Broken Out of Love. But if Triple H licensed White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane and used that as his theme, I got all the time in the world for that. I mean, I, I can almost imagine it. He comes out to that song. If the song stops, people are going to still be singing Feed Your Head on loop. It's going to be magic. A hundred percent. Uh, yeah, it's definitely like for Bray Wyatt, I think a man that clearly, I mean, Triple H said during his interview with Errol Hawani, who is a fellow Montrealer as well. Is uh, he? Yeah. He's from Cote St. Luke. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he's mentioned like how much of a creative force and at times like you can butt heads. Yeah. When somebody has like grandiose ideas, but I think WWE is the place that has the budget and stuff for a lot of Bray Wyatt's ideas. Like a, not a lot of places, a, a even with like sort of creative freedoms, might not be able to handle some of the ideas he have, or might or might not clash with other ideas. That it like 
there might be stuff too close to it in other companies. So I think that if it is, it does end up being Bray Wyatt, it, it is the best fit for him in WWE. Yeah, very much agree. Do you think we're going to see him on Monday or do you think this is going to be a te- like last Monday's tease, which led us to Friday? Do you think Friday's tease is going to leave us to Monday, which is going to lead us to, I don't know, NXT or, or, or SmackDown later in the week? I, I think it's probably going to lead us to Extreme Rules. It's going to keep going? Yeah, I think it's going to keep going and probably he's going to come out at Extreme Rules. Like if they had, a, if they still had a Judgment Day pay-per-view, I'd say it'd lead to Judgment Day. Like... Something like that, but I think Extreme Rules is a good fit for him to come out. Probably a main event, like take out. Uh, is the Bloodline even at Extreme Rules? Or are they just doing Saudi Arabia? I don't even remember. Uh, I yeah. I mean the only thing on Roman's docket that's been advertised, of course, is Logan Paul yeah. at at, uh, at Crown Jewel. But yeah, like I, I see him. It's probably going to be teased. Like if if they didn't do it this week, I think they're going to push it a few more weeks. Probably have him come out of the pay per view at some point. Yeah, over yeah, it's very bizarre. You know, like the uh, like I totally get uh, the I I firmly believe in the use of vignettes and use of these video teasers. It's fantastic stuff. But like going from to make us wa- wait till next week to watch another teaser to like get us to like watch the next episode and only get the teaser, and then it keeps happening and keeps happening. You just keep going down. It just it's. Uh, it's cyclical and a little odd, but it's still very cool. Yeah. Plus, uh, I also saw online that in the uh, background of the uh, Extreme Rules poster, there's Bray Wyatt's lantern, and you can see some of the uh, fireflies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like fade into the background. Well, there's a continued tease. Yeah. I have I have not seen that, but I I can tell you what I'm going to be doing the moment Sunday brunch is done this uh, this afternoon. Um. If it's not Bray Wyatt, just like throwing that out there, who who else could this be? Have you entertained any other ideas on who the White Rabbit could be? Yeah, I literally, other than him, I have no idea. Like I, was, like there have been a lot of other like light rooms. The only one that this creepy of a thing would fit that's still like a free agent out there, or that's like it. It'd be a little disappointing if it's somebody already with the company, like just because how much they're teasing this yeah like yeah yeah like i I feel it has to be bray wyatt at this point like and if it's not there's going to be like it will take away from it because people will be disappointed yeah i think i agree with that i i think the biggest disappointing tease uh, that or idea that's been entertained at like the iwc uh, iwc at large mm, pardon me is carrion cross yeah it's like I don't know why we're even going there. Like, yeah. imagine teasing someone for just for someone who's on the roster and has been regularly on the roster on television for several, like a better part of two months now. Yeah. I think that would be just like the biggest letdown in the world. If it's just now, <laughs> you know, he ditched the whole gladiator yeah. bondage gear, came back in a leather jacket for a few weeks, which was cool. And now he's going to be wearing some, like some lame, <laughs> bunny mask or something uh no it, i, I it, don't think that's already gone it's veer mahan it's veer mahan again <laughs> <laughs> or what's uh, his face who's in the the dude with the conga line the first dude with the conga line who had the bunny uh, with him oh adam rose adam rose yes it's the adam rose bunny <laughs> who's like unemployed and angry now and back for vengeance yeah there we go there we yeah. go that's a direction we could definitely take it um 
Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Veer Mahan, I like this is a spoiler free zone, but I think I'm going to be encouraging people to check out uh, NXT this Tuesday. And that's all I will say on that particular matter. Um, but, you know, coming up this week, again, we got Raw in Edmonton, which is big uh, for, you know, again, the Edmonton contingent of Love Wrestling, getting very excited about that. I know Spencer's uh, jumping off the walls. I know that there's a, this giveaway happening um, over on Twitter. If you uh, find this tweet at, at Love Wrestling CA, you retweet it and share your favorite LPW match, you're going to enter for your chance to win three tickets to raw so if you're sitting on the fence not sure if you want to go just yet here is the easiest incentive to encourage you to do so take your chance maybe you'll win some tickets maybe you'll go for free and who knows maybe if you're very very lucky you will see the debut of white rabbit uh in front of a live audience which would be absolutely magic uh but also end of the week we got to talk about lpw normally we're going to run the card towards the end of sunday brunch but uh, i want to jump on one of the topics uh from Oh, first I want to jump on this comment over here. Who do you got? Uh, when will the... That's a good question. It's supposed to be announced later today from what I understand. That's what uh, Spencer has been saying on social media. And I will uh, I will give him a little push uh, after the after brunch to, uh, uh, to mind the giveaway. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about LPW happening at the end of this uh, at the end of this week. Last Friday of every month is an LPW show. This one. What are we not rest wrestlers LPW eight headlined by the LPW grand championship match? No holes barred between MRB and Jack pride. We have also got Nicole Matthews versus Gigi Ray, Travis Williams versus son of Irish show stealing matches all over this card. Reed Matthews taking on Sean Moore. This is going to be a heavy hitting match. If there ever was one, we've also got Mitch Clark defending the LPW challenge championship against T Y Jackson. And here's the big one that I want to talk about the, the tag team championship tournament. We've got the rads taking on Ryder and Sebastian. We've got Mars and Surge taking on the Clandestine Society. We've got Parrish and Sharp taking on Bayrat Garani and Sheik Shabazz. And of course, we've got the Voros Twins taking on the Bollywood Boys. And this is going to culminate at a fatal four-way match at LPW 9 on October 28th. Once again, tickets are still available for LPW 8 taking place at the Rec Room in, in uh, excuse me, in Edmonton. So please check it out. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. LPW shows always are. Now, I want to talk bracketology of the LPW Tag Team Championship. Uh, I mean, like, let's take a look at this at large here. Um, oh, well, not what I wanted to no. do. Okay. <laughs> well, I downloaded the whole thing. Uh, anyhow. Well, we've seen the we've seen the card again. Rads versus Adam Ryder and Kyle Sebastian, uh, Mars the Specialist, Eli Surge taking on Taryn from Accounting and Stephen Crow, Parish, uh, uh, Chris Parrish, Bobby Sharp taking on Barrett Garani, Sheik Shabazz, Voros Twins versus Bollywood Boys. LPW uh, nine will feature a fatal four way match between the winning teams to declare the first LPW tag team champions. Looking at the brackets, uh, Lawrence. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, what's your first impression? Who's, uh, who's advancing? Who's taking on gold? What are you thinking? Uh, like, out of each one, I think uh, that, first of all, that Voris Twins uh, Bollywood Boys match is going to be amazing. Two, like, very popular teams going at it. Like, it's awesome this is happening at Love Pro Wrestling. We're yeah. Very absolutely. lucky. Uh, but, yeah, I see the Voris Twins possibly advancing. They have been climbing up the ranks. They've recently come back after a summer off. 
and uh, yeah, they they seem ready to potentially take gold uh, at Love Pro Wrestling. Uh, like uh, also, like I see Clandestine Society possibly moving on, like the in their match. I think they've been Society dominant. Possibly for- moving on. Yeah, yeah a, oh, it's all good. <laughs> they they have been a dominant force for a while now, and like basically the one of some of the faces of Love Pro Wrestling. So they, I think they make it through the first round, and uh, I'd like to see Parrish move it on. Friend of ours, friend of the channel. Absolutely, Chris Parrish and Bobby Sharp uh, working their way through the tournament as well. And like you said, you nailed, you nailed it on the head there with with. Um, Bollywood boys taking on Voros twins. When you get a tournament like this, there's always a temptation to put the uh, put two huge star power teams on opposite ends of the brackets, and hopefully they have a showdown somewhere down the road. But we know that we're going to get the the Voros twins taking on the Bollywood boys this coming week, which is absolutely going to be very cool. Ophelia uh, Payne, thanks for, so much for tuning in. So excited for your first LPW event on Friday. So excited for you to attend. Please let us. Uh, please stop on by next Sunday brunch and let us know what the uh, what the live experience was. Again, every every month when the LPW comes around, I'm like, oh man, and so it's um, it's my monthly kick myself in the ass because I'm not back in Edmonton for uh, for a quick visit for an LPW show. But I think I should come by for uh, for LPW nine in October. Um, hmm. Swig of coffee, keeping me awake this morning after a late night blowing off stream here on Love Wrestling. Um, yeah, again, a very excited, tur- exciting tournament. I want to see the Clandestine Society get a little more gold, especially after Taryn from Accounting lost the LPW Challenge Championship just this past LPW 7 uh, in controversial circumstances against Mitch Clark, which is about as good as a segue as any that I could pick up. Let's talk to, uh, let's jump to Pluggo talking to Mitch Clark on the LPW show uh, just this past week. It plays. Some would say your uh, championship win was tainted this past at LPW seven when you uh, just kind of came out and challenged Taryn from accounting after a hard fought victory she had just had with Beta Scott. Some would say that wasn't very good of you. What do you say to that? What's the title called? What's what's the title name? It's challenge title. You know, um, if I was the flip spots with Taryn from accounting and I had to have a match with Beta Scott, it would have it wouldn't have mattered if someone else came out after. In my opinion, you know, it would have been Mike Tyson versus an infant, and then I'd be fresh and ready to go for Taryn from accounting. So you know, you can put asterisks all you want, but at the end of the day, who's champ? It's me. Enhance the LPW experience with patreon.ca slash love wrestling CA patreon.com slash love wrestling CA. Please excuse me. You get early access to the LPW show covering all things related to LPW and speaking to the, some of the talent on upcoming events. And of course, another big perk of the Patreon is you can get discounted LPW tickets, which is very cool. I don't have the run sheet with all the specific details of, uh, of the discounts and what tiers you have to be. So shame on me on that one, but all the same, check that out. And that conversation between Pluggo and Mitch Clark, uh, what was exclusively Patreon, but at the end of this broad, by the end of this broadcast, this, w- that will be freely available on YouTube as well. Um, 
yeah, so we kind of jumped around there. What else, what else are you excited for for uh, for the LPW uh, eight? Are we not wrestlers? Uh, I am excited for that Mitch Clark match just because I would like to see Mitch Clark lose after taking the coward's way out, taking the title. <laughs> from the it, it is called the Char- Challenge Championship, but that cuts both ways. It's supposed to be a challenge for him too, not just <laughs> coming out. Sp- frankly, Spencer Love should have done something about that. I don't know about his leadership. There should be a new general manager in charge. I was going to say I, that. I mean, I know what you're getting at, but Taryn full on just accepted. She was like, yeah, yeah, I just wrestled Veda Scott and it was a hell of a match, by the way. And she's like, yeah, I'll wrestle again. Unfortunately, it didn't really work out and she lost the challenge championship. Uh, but again, who knows? Maybe by October uh, uh, October 28th, if she advances to the Fatal 4-Way, she, might, she and Stephen Crow might be leaving LPW9 with Tag Team Championship gold around their shoulders, which would be very cool in its own right. Oh, I'm man. also really excited for uh, Gigi Ray taking on Nicole Matthews. Um, been a fan of Nicole Matthews for a very long time. I think she's she's absolutely fantastic. And uh, Gigi Ray, uh, awesome talent. Not one I was particularly familiar with until LPW8 and her match, excuse me, uh, LPW7, and her match with Zoe Sager was absolutely phenomenal. One, one yeah. of the best matches I've ever seen live. Um, just Oh my goodness! I don't even know where to start with that one. But if you uh, if you haven't seen that one, please head over to YouTube dot uh, like the Love Wrestling YouTube channel. Watch Zoe Sager versus Gigi Ray. You're gonna be oh, my jaw hit the floor several times during that contest. Absolute magic to be to be watched. Oh, LPW eight. It's a very exciting time. Always yeah. exciting. Um, so what else is going on this week in wrestling? I feel like there was like so much wrestling content I haven't like properly digested it all. Uh, what did you like this week, Lawrence? Was there was there a topic you wanted to jump on? Oh yeah, I think very clearly, and I was very vocal about this on Twitter. The the whole bloodline storyline for like a like in all fairness, W this storyline's been going on for two years, and they've managed to keep it fresh every so often. Like I know a lot of people uh have turned on like roman to find it like find him boring which i could understand a bit but they've done a good job of like feeding to him and playing to him perfectly like i think adding solo sokoa when they did is smart at and the work they're doing with Sami Zayn is absolutely like both him like both roman and sammy and and like it's making the usos look better too it adds a whole new dynamic to their tag team but like they all look like stars and that's exactly what you want. Like they all bring a different element to this and it all plays perfectly to each one of their hands. And it's, it's so much fun. Even like every so often you see Roman breaking cause Sammy is just that comedically gifted that even a professional like Roman Reigns can't help but laugh and he has to catch himself and have to try to turn it into character. Uh, Roman Reigns, like being the stone cold killer who can still like corpse when Sami Zayn is like on his A game, which is yeah. frankly, yeah. I think Sami only knows an A game. Absolutely magic stuff happening. I haven't been keeping up with SmackDown all that diligently, but like again, those clips, uh, especially this past this past Friday where they teased kicking Sammy out of the bloodline and then like giving him the new honorary Ooze shirt and like all the subsequent bloodline reactions, including Jay, who's not quite happy about it. Of course, this is like, Oh, WWE is just knocking this out of the park because not only is it just good at like on its own, we know how this ends. Like if you, if you know anything about narrative, it's like a pretty cohesive storyline and there's only like, there's only several possible endings and 
frankly, I think the tragic one is going to be the most uh, the most likely in which the bloodline turns on Sami Zayn. Now, what's really cool and what's really heartbreaking at the same time is while we know this in our bones, we were still cheering. We were cheering Sami Zayn getting his honorary Oost shirt, even though we know somewhere down the line he's going to get his ass kicked by Roman Reigns and the bloodline, and it's going to be absolutely brutal. But furthermore, I think if they do that, and I th I'm, again, quite confident that they will, we are also going to get Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. I, I think I can say that with a lot of confidence. Yeah. Uh, like that or Kevin Owens and Sammy versus, versus the Usos. Like uh, it's the, this has to end with at least Sammy getting a title because like both him and Kevin on both shows have been just so like, if like just through looking at Twitter and the responses each time they're on TV, it like everyone like across the board, like these are two of the best in the company, like always give them a mic they should be talking for the entirety of the show. And like, uh, and I, I like, I do think there's another way this ends that they all become bread friends and Sammy gets a tribal tattoo. I think that's <laughs> how it ends as the honorary ooze. He becomes an official ooze as he gets another new shirt. They adopt Rikishi adopts him. <laughs> <laughs> I, yep. I'd also welcome that. I think I agree with your trajectory uh, that like there will be uh, some tag team titles in Zayn and Kevin Owens' future. And I wouldn't be surprised if like this keeps this develops and maybe we get Sammy versus Roman at something like Royal Rumble. And I think they're going to stick to the plan, what they have in uh, in mind for WrestleMania. I think uh, Cody wrote either Roman versus The Rock or Roman versus Cody is the most likely. And I don't think they're going to steer off that. And then like, you know, after sammy versus roman and of course roman doing his thing and picking up the win uh, then we can move on to a tag team angle with kevin owens that leads into wrestlemania i think there's a there's some magic to be had um yeah ophelia you said it like there's just something so inherently likable about sammy I, of course you're talking to two of the most biased people about yeah. sammy Zayn because we are from his neighborhood uh running into him like while he's getting coffee is just like Dude, you go here. I drink coffee there too. <laughs> yeah, and some like, riveting conversation yeah. that I bring to Sami Zayn's attention. Le legitimately, ju just as much, even more of a baby face in person. Oh yeah, but like, uh, Philly is one hundred percent right. Like he, I, that's part of the thing too. He's the for a dude in a heel faction, and still playing a heel. Like he still jumped uh, Ricochet afterwards. Like he, he's still technically heel, but like. The fans want him so badly to win and just want him to get the silly thing that he wants so bad. It's like such a testament to him and how he played this character, like the, the slow burn over the last few months. Yeah. Of of him working in the honorarius. And like he it's like truly they've managed to come with catch a lightning in a bottle here for like the tale what would probably will be by the end of the next by like WrestleMania next year, the end of like the Roman Wayne storyline with the title belts like the, this is absolutely amazing and i like i sure like it was probably the highlight of smackdown for me this week oh like, easily yeah easy like they it was so much fun like you didn't see it coming to the second like they're about to walk out of the ring and Sammy cuts them off and like hold up hold up hold up and <laughs> went into it like the, the like you felt the heartbreak when 
Jay immediately ripped off his shirt just so violently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go to like, therapy, Jay. Yeah. Just go to therapy, man. Calm down. <laughs> we all love Sammy. You don't need yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it was absolutely perfect. Like they, to WWE's credit, they've let clearly let Sammy and Roman run with this, and like all their ideas are just going out of the park. It's so much fun to see. You know what Sammy did though? Like uh, above all else, him getting that T-shirt meant more to him and by by extension to the audience than a lot of people winning championships like that thing was that may as well have been the wwe undisputed universal championship to Sami Zayn. like how happy he was receiving it uh and again the pop the pop from getting a little shirt uh, and i'll tell you what when he brings back world apart oh boy that's gonna be a huge pop when that music starts to play again Oh, amazing work by Sami Zayn, which is a surprise to absolutely no one. Um, what else we got? I got a. Uh, there we go. Uh, sorry, I was looking for my uh, for my notes of what else I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, I hate to bring a, a damper on the conversation, uh-huh. but NWA just announced their uh, the main event for Hard Times Three. And I am going to be forced to endure yet another main event with with Tyrus in it. They just had to shove him in there, no matter what, no matter what. Like it was, a, we Did had they, a good match. It was a good match. There was there. Who wants this? Who is like? I want to meet the like Tyrus super fan, and I want him to explain to me why he's a Tyrus super fan. Like I don't understand who legitimately wants to see this. And I, like. It effectively makes your main event worse. I mean, like, again, you had a, a very serviceable main event with uh, Matt Cardona challenging Trevor Murdoch for the NWA Heavyweight Championship. Uh, again, Cardona's firing on all cylinders. I think Trevor Murdoch's a whole lot better than people give him credit for. And now they've got to deal with with Tyrus uh, in this match as well. I, I like NWA. That's no secret. I get along. Uh, like I like their programming a better part of the time. Uh, Tyrus actively gets in the way from me like being fully invested into it lately. I like the people who work there. We just had a whole bu- we just had Kyle Davis and Sal Renaro on Quizplex this past uh, Thursday and it was a great episode. I really like those guys. Uh, but again, there's this <laughs> Tyrus is the dark cloud on NWA that I just I just want them to shake because, again, we know what they're doing. They, they're they trying to appeal the NWA to the Fox News fan base in which Tyrus is a regular um, sp- uh, talking head on their programming. And I don't know. It feels I don't think it's going to work for them. I don't think they're going to get a whole lot of ratings out of the Fox News crowd, even if Tyrus is carrying the 10 pounds of gold uh, on programming like he does the television championship. I think it's going to backfire. I think NWA is actively alienating their existing audience, and they're for the sake of a Fox News cat like, uh, fan base that's just not going to tune in. Yeah, like on the practical sense, like for several reasons, like NWA isn't on cable anyway; it's just online, right? Uh, it's on Fight TV, uh, which you can get the yearly subscription or monthly subscription, uh, what have you. Uh, yearly will get you the pay per views, by the way, and uh, Friday it airs on YouTube for free. Yeah, like it, that's the thing. Like all the audience at Fox News is like the medium age is like 104 years old. They, they, there's a reason 
like there's also it ties into why CNN is changing their programming too. But basically, it's basically the only people who still have terrestrial cable, regular cable, are like the older demographic. Terrestrial old cable. <laughs> Sorry. <That's> just, <laughs> I, I know what you you mean by yeah. that, but for some reason that just popped me. Yeah. <laughs> but like the it is like the older demographic, and they're not gonna be the one to jump. Like even if they are wrestling fans, they're not gonna jump to internet thing that's that's the problem they just like having their tv and watching their terrible news program over and over again and while they rot their minds they're not going to be the ones that jump over to watch their talking head uh work professional wrestling it's just not going to work the demographics don't make sense there absolutely it's going to be it's going to be bizarre i i mean i'm going to watch the pay-per-view uh you, you might have noticed if you follow love wrestling that the, the, our, the power out our weekly nwa show has kind of fallen by the wayside um again it's just kind of hard for me to really get invested enough to talk about um nwa for for half an hour at a time uh but again i really like the people who uh who work there uh like namely again kyle davis and sal renaro who were um ignore that tonight but they were yeah. just recently on quizplex this past week kyle davis stepping in for aaron stevens who was a, a supposed to be a returning champion we had an absolute great time in fact i want to show you a quick clip that uh that from what happened now please excuse my mispronunciation of bill mccono and also please um excuse the very poor editing job which kind of removes some context but hopefully you'll have a laugh all the same in 1994, Bull Nakano debuted in the WWF as an associated uh, as an associate of this rival of Alundra Blaze. So, this is this is little little story time. Just found out at the end of October, it'll be me versus Gangrel in a That's casket good. match. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, the answer is Luna Michelle. Absolutely correct. And now I'm just really eager to see Gangrel versus Sal Renaro <laughs> in a casket match. I want to win it too. He's, he has the meatballs too, if I remember right. Doesn't he have like a meatball sandwich now as well? Or is this a I joke so. I had with Billy Corgan? No, legit. He has like a sandwich or a pizza place. Gangrel? Of course. <laughs> yeah, there's, some, there's something about like Gangrel pizza, Gangrel meatballs or something like that. That's actually a goal of mine in pro wrestling now is I want to get to a, a, a certain level where I have a, a sandwich named after me. What do you got here, Kyle? It is a Gangrel has Gangrel's <laughs> fantastic garlic breadsticks. Yeah. It is a part of Powerbomb Pizza. If you ever want that, he promotes it every now and then online. I love that. I can't tell you important things, but I can tell you things like that. <laughs> that is outstanding. That just, that just made my day. Anyway, I, like I would. Oh, okay. We, <laughs> I'm composing myself. I'm, I'm composing lying. myself at the idea of Gangrel's garlic sticks. Apart. No flow. It's gonna be okay. From this from this week's championship edition of Quizplex, uh, great episode. We had a great time. Uh, I was like, my face was sore from grinning after that episode yeah. of uh, Quizplex. We had a good laugh uh, on Thursday night. It's it's a little bit like the only note I would have they'd have to be marionette stuff right for a vampire, like <laughs> it, it has to bleed sauce. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah marionette stuff. I think yeah. that's certainly the way to go. And uh, I'll spill the beans here about what's happening next month on uh, on Quizplex. Um, for those who tune in regularly, it's our it's a, usually a three player game, head to head trivia, pro wrestling uh, knowledge in a pub trivia environment. We're gonna do something a little bit special. 
for the month of October. We're going to have a Back from the Dead special. We're going to invite a, a handful of past guests, not just three, uh, and you know, give them a lose a second chance, a loser's game, if you will. And the 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 catch. They have to dress as something undead. They have to be a zombie. They have to be a vampire. Uh, if not, they're going to be disqualified. I'll just throw them right out of the game. I don't care. Uh, but, you know, we're going to get Sal Renaro back. We're, uh, we're probably going to get Kyle Davis back. Hopefully we can get uh, Gigi Ray. Uh, we're going to reach out to Hyan as well. Uh, we're going to have a good time. Oh, Kid Bandit. I should invite Kid Bandit, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very excited yeah. Yeah. about October Quizplex. <laughs> mm. What are you going to be for Halloween this year, Lawrence? I'm not sure yet. I'm still figuring that out. Uh, I th think I need to make a trip to the uh, many liquid uh, Halloween stores that are <laughs> that pop the up. Spirit in Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been a wrestler? I have. Yes, I've been. Uh, I've rocked the luchador mask a few times. I, I remember. Yeah. Like one. It's like this was pre-pandemic. Also, probably my best one where I had like the title belts with me at a party. And like the boas, but the the boas. The problem with that, they bleed feathers everywhere. <laughs> oh man! I when I was a kid, I made myself a mankind mask out of a snowshoe. I just like cut the netting out of a snowshoe, and I just like hot glued it together until I had some semblance of a mankind mask. I remember it just fell apart, and so I was just wearing like the collared shirt and bow and tie, and, and like makeup beard on my face i just kind of looked like my costume was a homeless person so yeah. a bit of a different vibe than what i was going for um i got a few more clips that i'm actually just going to burn through because we have uh, like you know we still want to talk wrestling uh but i don't want to miss out some of this because again lawrence helped me out this past friday i had a live episode of smart and friends i spoke to jeremiah james he was the uh, he was the, he's the director of the last match. You know, check this out. The last match is a pro wrestling rock musical. This is happening. It's it, uh, it's premiering tomorrow. It's going to be like a scaled down version that I think they're presenting it to investors and a small group of fans. Again, they're presenting it like a wrestling show, but it's a musical. So, and not only that, they've got some very cool cast members, including who playing the villain Alexander Swagger matt cardona so i have to ask had to ask the big question can matt cardona sing well we know cardona can lock up but here's the big question can matt cardona sing he can man he will and you you got if the folks out there are available on you know the 26 while well, doing a 230 and a 730 performance come see matt cardona play the role of alexander swagger and actually sing a song with a live band like it's a trip man he kills it he kills it mentioned that's premiering monday at uh, in jersey city at white eagle hall there's two performances so again if you're in the area and you happen to be tuning in please check that out because again we want that show to succeed we want it to be touring lawrence and i were saying we want it to come to canada at some point because that would be an absolute blast of a production yeah oh it's like i love musicals i've got the hamilton book behind me and a bunch of like hamilton or like i've always loved musicals so this is melding both worlds together and just like this just feels like it's going to be a lot of fun is uh hamilton your favorite yes i think it like jumped up like, like yeah i think it's like uh like i loved west side story uh, logo good to see you friend 
Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt yeah. you there. No, no, sorry, yeah, sorry. I, I, would, I would say ha- I would say Hamilton is my favorite. But also, Ophelia, like, yeah, Ophelia, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, Sweeney Todd absolutely needs to tour here. And again, I'm I'm willing to road trip if it's only going to be in Toronto or something like that, because uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, it, uh, he's he mentioned like a handful of people who are also helping him out, including uh, Bull uh, Bull James, formerly known as Bull De- Bull Dempsey in NXT. Um, uh, oh boy, some names are escaping me, but he had like a whole litany of amazing pro wrestling talent who were helping him out with the show. Of course, on, to- on top of that list being Matt Cardona as the prime antagonist. And again, he only got into town uh, for rehearsals like Wednesday and they're premiering Monday. So that's like a crazy rehearsal schedule. So good on them for getting that, all that together. Yeah. Um, with that, I mean, like uh, we're kind of like tailing towards the end of our broadcast this uh, uh, today. Um any other wrestling that you wanted to jump on topic with? Uh, I guess we could talk uh, Bobby Fish making his <laughs> Impact debut in the most awkward, like, I got clearly dumped. I, mean, I, I, I left for my ex and she didn't want me. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is, it's certainly a very interesting saga and it's so it's very easy to interpret events as that you know like he yeah. alleged he allegedly tried to get kyle and adam cole to ask out of their aew contract so they could go to uh, go back to wwe obviously that didn't pan out neither of the men uh, asked for their release bobby fish's contract expired and uh he's as mentioned, he ain't he, he didn't go back to NXT. He didn't go back to WWE. He is on Impact. And again, this is not disparaging Impact. I love Impact Wrestling. They're yeah. fantastic promotion, fantastic product, uh, especially nowadays. Uh, but again, yeah, it's kind of a very funny observation, uh, funny turn of events for one Bobby Fish. Yeah, like you can make do with like all the rumors that WWE contacting me will like sending out feelers, which is probably like, we're cool again, guys. Want to come back? Sort of thing. But yeah, it, it does make him, at the end of the day, look kind of silly. That like, it is, it is like the like player guy who like goes, like, <laughs> leaves one relationship because he's like not doing well. They're like, I'll get back with my ex. I don't care. We're going to move in together. She still loves me. And like, no, we loved your dog, not you. Like, we loved your friends. I mean, to, to that point, like, it's kind of hard to blame Bobby Fish because, like, he is more valuable with uh, with the Undisputed Era yeah. or even even just with uh, with Kyle. Um, you know, he's a fine talent on his own, but like, you know, he's not bringing much to the uh, to the table as a singles wrestler. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 easy to laugh but also yeah. i do kind of feel a little bit bad for him but at the same time he played himself he played himself yeah and like in all fairness he does have a better chance to shine as a singles wrestler in impact uh, than wwe absolutely but that yeah. also like that that brings me to another point is i'm very excited to see what adam cole is going to be doing uh on his own because again like bobby it's gone to impact. Kyle's uh, going to be shelved, unfortunately, for a better part of the year. He got uh, he had two of his discs um, fused. Uh, all the best to Kyle. Uh, Kyle, uh, 
Well, oh, excuse me. Thank you. I almost said Kyle Davis. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, all the best. He's one of my favorite performers to watch. Um, and yeah, he's going to be gone for a better part of a year. And on top of that, in Adam Cole's case, even his rivals are suspended. So he's going to be coming back to AEW whenever that may be with pretty much a blank canvas. And I'm very excited to see what that looks like for Adam Cole. Yeah, it's definitely like the Will Smith in the empty house. All of a sudden, he's the last <laughs> yeah. one there. Like, yeah, he, he's like, I, I'm excited for Adam Cole because even in the, the Influence press conference, when you're bad mashing everyone else, it's like, oh, yeah, but Adam Cole's a sweetheart, absolute <laughs> lovely human being. Even when you're pissed off and angry, you're like, you can't deny that Adam Cole is just like the, the human golden retriever. It's like <laughs> just pure joy and love in his eyes at all times. The human golden retriever. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think that should be his, his baby face gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, on top of the, of everything that's happening in the world of wrestling, here at Love Wrestling, we've had some exciting news. We've had uh, a couple new faces join our ranks. So let's uh, let's introduce a couple of people who have joined us here at Love Wrestling. We've got Nathan Carlson, who's going to be helping out with a lot of the video editing going forward. You'll probably see his fingerprints on LPW content. Drew Nicholas is going to be hosting an N, uh, excuse me an AEW reaction with. Uh, with JPJ on Thursday mornings. Returning to the fold, Josh Robinson, who will likely be bringing a legacy of back to love wrestling sometime in October. And last but certainly but not least, the wordsmith, the host of Poetry of a Promo, bringing back lyrical reimaginings of your favorite professional wrestling promos back to love wrestling. It's a very exciting time, which reminds me, Lawrence, I need you to send me your headshot so I can yeah, get that graphic up for you. I will send it right now. Perfect. Let's <laughs> take a live picture right now and yeah. I'll just bring it in. Uh, and on top of that, again, big week ahead of us here at Love Wrestling. Uh, we've got Lo uh, Love Wrestling reacts all week, you know, uh, after Raw, after AEW, after SmackDown. Uh, I'll, I'll let Lauren speak a little more to that in just a moment. Of course, as mentioned, uh, my conversation with Jeremiah James, director of The Last Match, is now playing on Twitch. Uh, you can go back and watch that. It'll be available as a podcast very, very shortly. Um, on Thursday, Between Two Beards welcomes Warren Diesel Barris, one of the commentators of LPW. So he'll be given his, uh, what he thinks of LPW8 happening on Friday. Of course, main evented by Jack Pride versus Michael Richard Blaze for the LPW Grand Championship and also fe featuring round one of the LPW Tag Team Championship Tournament. Also, we got Punk and Pile Drivers. We've got another edition of Sunday Brunch and very likely an episode of Blowing Off Stream Saturday Night, a little bit of late night gaming. Uh, but yes, yeah, speaking of that, Lawrence, I think you have something to say about, um, about Friday Night Wrestling Reactions. Yeah, I'll be the new host of the SmackDown and uh, Rampage uh, Friday Night uh, the two shows will be dropping Saturdays. I think in the podcast one, we'll be recording it. So then maybe a couple of episodes I'll do live. Cool. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited about it. We're because uh, I'm really enjoying what's going on with the blue brand WWE as a whole. And I'm very happy to talk more about Sami Zayn every week. <laughs> <laughs> just if you, if we could just do a podcast about Sami Zayn uh, <laughs> week after week, I mean, there's no shortage of material that he can, uh, he can provide for us. I'm just taking a quick peek at the back end of Twitch and seeing who we can be raiding uh, this evening, uh, this afternoon, this evening. The show's called yeah. Sunday Brunch, Zach. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
You know what? I don't actually have any of my usual channels online right now. Um, last week you said Uno was uh, was streaming at this time. Is he streaming again? No. Sadly, he is not. Oh, well, that's a shame. Uh, okay, well, I don't like doing this. I would rather uh, raid and, you know, build connections with uh, with other channels, of course. But, hey, what can you do if none of our usual channels are uh, are offline? Uh, well, with that, I want to thank everyone who joined us for the Love Rus- Wrestling Sunday Brunch. Lawrence, where can the audience follow you? Right there. There it is. At hey. Andy. I did it properly. At CartsAndyG on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at SmartMouth on Twitter, at Smart.Mouth on Instagram. And also, please follow at Smart and Friends on Twitter. Keep an eye on the show. I want to get the ball a little more consistent. It's been a, we took a little brief hiatus and we came back a little bit earlier than expected with the interview with Jeremiah James. Uh, but we're going to get the ball rolling on that very, very soon. Uh, of course, join us on uh, uh, next, next Sunday for Sunday brunch. Um, yeah. Same time next week. Yep. 